hello today is today's a wednesday i got a microphone from some online sites my friends helped me to buy the same and i'm thankful for for that for the majority of the day we were given a break by our school by our university so i took time in the morning to learn how to speak before a camera and how to speak more clearly to an audience which might not be present at the time of a virtual audience so to speak so this seems like a random episode my aim really is just to test my microphone <laughs> that's that might sound funny so i think that which i want to speak about is why do a podcast or why do why write for instance i remember reading a certain book by that title by somebody edmond i can't remember his name he wrote a book why write why speak what was that one? i think why why communicate for instance and I think it's it's a it's a weird topic. If if you can answer the question why, let's say seven layered ways to why you do something, then perhaps you know what you're doing. If I asked you like, why do you do a podcast? You're like, okay, because why? Because of this and this. Then I I go, why? The way kids ask the same question over and over. You you ask your your father, what is that? That is the moon why then the response why you know so i want to engage in that so what they were saying before we get into it was it's actually good to learn how to speak more in a in a slower pace it's very unnatural for someone like me who is used to speaking fast i used to stammer when i was a kid so when you stammer you become very self-conscious about your voice in fact a certain form of logotherapy called <laughs> a certain form of psychotherapy called logotherapy which was made into a sort of school third viennese school of psychotherapy by victor frank in the book man search for meaning and in many other books he actually said that there's something called hyper intention the more you try to make something go right they actually sometimes the worst that gets to be for instance the more you try to impress people the less they're going to be impressed the more you try to be liked the less you're going to be liked because people are going to sense that of you it seems people in the last analysis actually desire some bit of resistance so that they might like you if you're to find someone who's overly good overly nice you might actually walk away from them because you might think oh this such a good actor i wonder when they're going to drop the shell drop the mask and <laughs> drop out the fleas and become the wolf they they are or they should be everyone has a dark side it's good to know that from from stalinist russia and maoist china we know that people can really be brutal there's a book called the rap of nanking by 
I don't know the writer, but it describes the invasion of Japan to China. It's it's a very dark book. At least if you think humans are entirely good, I think reading such a book might bring to your attention the depth of evil which man is willing to reach. Of course, in our culture, we focus so much on the Germans and the Nazis and what they did in the previous century. But we forget that in the same century, actually, Mao, who was a Chinese dictator, actually by his communism, by his communist agendas, he led to the death of over 100 million people. And Stalin, by the same communist agenda, actually led to the death of over 40 million people. That's more than estimatedly or cumulatively the number of people the church of rome persecuted over the 1260 days of bible prophecy so it's good to be aware of our capacity for evil all of us all of us have, have a deep unknown capacity for evil martin luther somewhere says martin luther the the political idealist was he a political idealist? He was a reverend, the junior, the one from America. He actually said, the way you learn to be compassionate to people, racist, racist people, that is, is by looking at yourself. Okay, You know, the thing which you condemn in the other person, you, you yourself are actually guilty of the same. The way Christ somewhere said that, you seek to remove the mort in somebody's eyes while you, you yourself have a beam in your own eye. So, I think learning how to speak, learning how to write, learning how to think, basically how to become more articulate is a skill for which there is a vast utility for the same in the years to come, or at least even in the present age. There would be no religion without, for instance, people going out to speak yes there's a lot to writing there's a lot to visiting places but according to a certain writer by the name ellen white the gift of speech is perhaps the greatest of all that there can be so primarily for a person of my conscientious self-conscious nature i think i'm doing this basically for the same not because i want to i don't know get popular or something i just i just i just wish to develop my gift of speech if i can call it so to some level maybe not eloquence but at least some improvement beyond where i was previously to mention uh, by about four years ago five years ago I could not do a voice note. I used to f sound, I used to hit the way I sounded on on a voice note. So I have this friend who we finished high school about the same time. We were in the same primary school. So I'd send her some voice notes of me and I'd actually hope she never listened to them. <laughs> yeah, but here we are. Mm, some years later, I've done podcasts i've spoken on some pulpits 
and I think that's progress. So I wish to perhaps get to YouTube sometime this year. Mm. Again, just for selfish utility, it's not... I just want to learn how to speak. <laughs> if there's anything gainful you get from what I say, that's up to you. And that's good, I think. So why do you... Why do a podcast? One, my reasons here on this paper is one, because you can. I mean, we not do it otherwise if we could not do it. I think we spoke in the previous podcast about self-determination theory that competence plays a key role in starting this thing. So you can, not because you're born speaking, but because you can learn how to speak, how to become more articulate, how to speak rather slower in a more self-possessed, self-composed, self-aware manner. And maybe maybe that, that might be of gainful utility to those people who listen to you. I've had people, at least from my writing, which I also learned. I learned to write because I used to feel as though my thoughts were very diffuse. They were everywhere and they were not organized. So I thought, or at least the girlfriend I had at that time told me that if, if I can learn how to order my thoughts, then they might be of use. And we're four years into writing and I think that is more true than it is false. While I may not be very excited doing podcasts, I am excited about writing. I have actually written poems, which is, which is, which is a, funny, a funny growth pattern, going from diffuse thinking to actually knowing that that is not very problematic to finding a way to make that into something people can read. So for this year and for the remaining years, I wish to learn how to improve my voice via learning online and especially, specifically via training. They say practice makes perfect or practice makes improvement. Number two, why do you do a podcast? Why do a podcast? Number two is because nobody knows nobody knows why you should do a podcast. Like why why would someone record themselves speaking at a screen? Like it's so unnatural. It's if you did it in the ages past, you'd be seen as some lunatic. As reading somewhere, I don't know who is older between Plato and Aristotle. It should be Aristotle was a teacher to Alexander, so one of them was actually against the against writing. Back then, everything which was regarded as philosophy was passed via oral tradition. We see it in the way in the biblical history, the first a thousand years, almost the first uh, four thousand years, there is nothing written but people of such vast intellectual capacity that they could render everything they had from their forebears without undergoing any any change they were capable of rendering something straight the way we we render something written as it is so they did not not that they could not write per se 
but they do not need that. You see the way we need cars and planes and stuff to rush here and there because, well, we die at 70 or something, or at least when we retire, we become senility sets in and we suddenly we are not able to do as much as we as we could so for the average modern man life sort of extends between the age of 20 to about 60 when you are most productive then then disease and dysfunction sets in but for them they lived for 900 years so they do not need cars they do not need speed these are things they could do every day they could focus on something for 800 years and they kept growing as they as they age or as the days went by that's why people would marry at 300 <laughs> not because they're not adults by by 40 but because that was the accepted social norm now we marry at 21 or even 18 for some cultures yeah mm, so we do podcast one because we can too <laughs> nobody knows where you do them maybe there's some push maybe there's some <laughs> if you're a spiritualist the universe <laughs> tells you to do a podcast or if you're from a christian point of view god expects you to learn how to speak how to become more articulate and i think that's that might be a good reason number three the gift of influence these there's a book again I got from my ex, which was a compendium, a compendium of books. What do you call it? A devotional. So the book said that the gift of social influence, the gift of social influence and large affections are actually gifts from God himself. And I was surprised. I was like, okay, never read anything like that. So social influence... I think this is our greatest gift that we can influence somebody for good or for bad. We see the way Hitler single-handedly was able to lead Germany and some nations to revolt against some other group of nations. I think in the Second World War, 65 million people actually died. So if we if you to look at leadership this based on its results. I don't think there's anyone who was as good as Hitler in mobilizing crowds. Of course, he did it to the negative side, but I mean, you've never, you've never done something as big as that. The entire world just to take notice of you because of your social influence. And in the same way, Christ, by, by his own example, by his own army, so to speak, was able to introduce a religion to the world, which has been there for for 4,000 years, and even before that, I mean, that's that's godlike. That's that's a genius of a thing. Muhammad, by by some of his theories, is led to the establishment of Muhammadism or of Islam. And we have Buddha and these other guys, Gandhi, and all these people. So there's some unexplored depth to learning how to speak because primarily that's how we influence people i mean again you can write you can write as much as you want but much of what uh luther and calvin the reformers actually brought to the world was not so much of 
what they wrote but what they spoke okay so this is majorly a challenge to me <clears throat> i usually think if i can if i can write <laughs> that's all there is but in in a majority of history many people actually wrote their ideas and they were rejected but they actually published or gained fame when they when they were long gone there is this christian critic frederick nietzsche his works were rejected when he was alive when he was alive but when he died they actually gained huge followership so social influences i mean it's underrated it's it's a real thing it's a real gift it's something you'd go for if if you if you are me for instance there's there's some joy there's some joy in when someone says that that which you wrote some days ago actually helped me i was in a dark place or the voice note you sent or the podcast you <clears throat> you did on careers or that day you're working at this place and you told me this actually saved me saved my marriage save save my kids or at least was of gainful importance to me at least in the direction for which i was focused then i mean money is good but i don't think there's anything as good as knowing that you are of use to someone else of course you don't have to but you can then number four, we have enlightened self interest in christianity the self is seen as a as a bad thing i know a bit of greek so self the word self actually the word i is ego it's not pronounced that way in greek but the i in me the esbon kirwa is the self so that's not evil it's not evil pursuing the things which appertain to the self like cleaning my face checking food these are not primarily selfish things but these are things which pertain to my self interest i want to survive i want to live and to look clean i want to be crisp in my speaking and me and in my dress that is enlightened self interest so instead of focusing on the complete negative one can learn about the chiral mirror image so to speak that is enlightened self interest there's a book by angela duckworth for which we mentioned in the previous podcast she actually says people who set out to change the world for instance or who, when kids are told why do you want to be a doctor for instance the kids who say i want to be a doctor so that i can help people are very likely to drop out compared to kids who okay also the kids who say i want to be a doctor because i want to make money or are also as much likely to drop out from medical school compared to kids who, who actually have a balance of the same they like i want to help people but i also want to buy a car for instance buy a mercedes or a toyota or something or at least being be able to afford food or i think doctors have their social status is still up there you can just tell someone you're a doctor even if you're a student and suddenly the way they relate to you changes and i think there's some joy in that at least for me so 
enlightened self-interest. You don't do podcasts or you don't learn how to speak primarily just to help people. You learn it also to help yourself. If not, by just being more articulate, you might actually get some money for it. You might get called to fora. Um, you might get in social situations, people will be like, oh, this guy actually does podcasts. Could you tell us your, could you give us your opinion on on the following? <laughs> I don't like politics, for instance, but people at times ask my opinion on that, for which case I usually seek to divert their attention from politics to something else, almost always unsuccessfully. Enlightened <laughs> uh, self-interest. So, selfishness. I think there's a book by, what's the name again? There's a book called A New Concept of Egoism. What is it? Selfishness or something. Yeah, I believe strongly that we should be against bigotry bigotry is for instance believing that there's only one one approach to truth for instance i mean you could be you could be a fan of me but that doesn't mean just by you liking me doesn't mean that i don't have some dark patches to my soil for instance that i don't have some some dark history, I don't have some dark fantasies, I don't have that I'm not human, okay? So bigotry is actually believing that there's only one way to look at things, but I guess the opposite to bigotry would be some kind of mental independence, some sort of democracy. So one should learn, or at least aim to learn, that, for instance, being nice is not all that good. Being nice is not the same as being good. Being good means you're actually able to say no when necessary. Brene Brown says you're supposed to say no 80% of the times. I mean, that's that's from a lady. I think ladies are way more agreeable than men. So, I mean, if from research she can say that, how much more do we need to learn such, such a valuable skill? You say no primarily because you you have your you have your own things to do. I think there's a Bible verse, should be Ecclesiastes 7, which says that, do not be overly righteous. And then it also says that, do not be overly wicked, for why should you kill yourself? If, 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 if you're a Christian, for instance, you're not supposed to go for one religious meeting after, the, after, another, after another, after another, after another. You're supposed to have also time for your own things, like your schoolwork, your classwork, your parents, your, your girlfriends. <laughs> If, if you have one, or at least your spouse, your kids. Mm. In the end, when we die, nobody nobody so much cares about the things we we own as much as what we did for those we cared about and that which we did for ourselves. Like, did you go to school? Did you, did you get, like, the highest academic accolades for which your capacity would render feasible? Or did you just quit somewhere? thinking that, oh, I'm, I'm doing it for my brother, or something like that. So enlightened self-interest. You, you can do this. You might actually earn some, some money from it. Or if not, at least there's some satisfaction to you that you are actually able to speak for 20 minutes. Mm, many people can't do that. I mean, when was the last time you had someone speak for 20 minutes on, on their own? It's It develops you. You learn that. You learn to accept your own thought pattern. Like you, you can see your own thought. You can see, you can feel some thought develop, and at least try to 
let it be, let it go the direction it may, and that's useful. I mean, if if I had never prayed about learning how to speak, maybe I'd, I might never have tried this. So we don't just pray for the nation, we also pray for ourselves. Hmm. Okay, and light and self-interest. Uh, fifth, is it the fifth point? One, two, three, four, five. We have self-articulation. I think I've said this before. Um, these, these, these are there's someone I listened to on YouTube, or at least I've read his book. Jordan Peterson is a psychologist. Some people say he's secular, but um, so he says articulation is 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 a formidable skill if you can learn how to be articulate. I think he actually says you become dangerous. Okay, uh, he's been on podcast just to explain what that means. And, you, you might listen to him. <laughs> There's a poet who says we should be and we shall be dangerous. Is it Khalil Gibran in the poem Defeat? So if you can learn how to think, how to speak, and how to write, I mean, there is nothing better than that, that, that you can teach people about suffering. First by thinking, by, by speaking, by writing. I think one key way of doing it is actually by reading and listening to other people if, if you want to speak for 20 minutes for instance you somehow must have read for like 60 minutes or at least for some periods for some days okay so self-articulation is something else it's something it's a worthwhile endeavor it's a worthwhile goal i think one should pursue learning how to become articulate then uh, just to recapitulate we have the gift of speech and the gift of influence these are things which are useful to those who who have them and i don't know if this is christian but people actually teach that um, you can't give what you don't have so if you want to give out virtue to other people you actually need it yourself. Before Christ went out to preach for an entire day, he had actually spent the entire morning by the mountain praying to God, maybe getting visions about his day, or at least communicating to angels about, you know, the tasks of his day. Okay? So that was how, why to do a podcast. Number one is because you can. Number two is because Nobody knows it's 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 a weird world. Why should you why should you why should you do a podcast? Maybe you should not. Okay. Then for influence, of which tied to that we have the gift of speech and the gift of influence. These are these are really underrated but very useful advantages. Without without influence you can never be successful. Without success you can never have influence. I think that's a quote by Pastor Miles Monroe. Then enlightened self-interest. You also do it for yourself. You're doing it to learn how to become more ordered, to have your thoughts at least flow in a pattern, some some pattern, you know. Then you might get invited to some some places to speak. I mean, then you might aspire like me to start from voice notes to maybe YouTube someday. I mean, YouTube is not like the highest 
aim for life but at least very few people have like a youtube channel so if you could why not mm. moses the the biblical prophet was he was a poet a philosopher an architect a war general a historian he was all those things at once so i believe there's some spirit of excellence attendant to aiming to become a better person to improve being i mean money is not the greatest aim of life but life without money is also impossible so yeah then self articulation think write speak read mm, so that's it i'll stay out your microphone we shall do this i don't promise but maybe once a week at worst maybe twice a week if there's some there's a lot to speak about i just want to do this i am aiming to do 100 podcasts then at least begin to get serious with it if i can do like 100 of them i guess i'll overcome my fear of what do you call it public speaking or speaking before <laughs> a voice record <laughs> a very strange act okay so the day you, the day the day they hit 100 then i'll begin up being open for shows i've been invited for shows by the but i think i'll begin responding to them the day i do my podcast number 100 okay so have a good have a good day